Sparkler parents. I'm so excited that you're joining me today. We're going to jump right into this book, Brain-Based Parenting. So over the next few weeks, we'll be taking it chapter by chapter. And I'm going to let you know a little bit more about our Facebook group, but it's called Sparkler Parents Podcast, and you can join me there to continue the conversation. So let's dive in. Chapter one, parenting is a brain thing. This chapter covers so much material that I am not sure we're going to be able to talk about it all in one five to eight minute episode. This chapter is 59 pages long in the actual book. And it is pretty heavy on science, which I think they are doing for a reason to help us lay a very good foundation for what we're working with. The title of the book is Brain-Based Parenting. So in order to, to really get into more of the finer details, I believe that they're laying out a good foundation for us. And even if you don't really understand all of the parts of the brain that they're talking about. I think what's important to take away is that there are certain areas of our brain that are more primitive in nature in the sense that they have evolved from um, reptiles. And as we move through the evolutionary chain, including mammals, we gained more functions to our brain. We gained abilities like emotions and the ability to really care for one another. And it was interesting that they talked about even within mammals, not all mammals have the ability to attune and provide this caregiving based off of another person's emotions um, so elephants, for an example, can do that, but they, they really didn't find those Venn cells um, or the, the, the von economo neurons, the, the, that would be the VEN cells, in all animals. So that was interesting that certain animals, even if they are all mammals, have that ability and other mammals don't. Um, and then, of course, we go on to that cortex area, including the prefrontal cortex, which is where we house all of our executive functioning skills and higher-level thinking. There is so much to understand here. But within those three sections of our brain, those three main divisions of our brain, it will work best when they are all united. It will work best when there is a smooth, efficient pathway from the sensory stimulus of our internal or external environment through the lower levels of our brain, through the mid-levels of our brain, all the way to the cortex, and then back out again. And... It's even more interconnected than that because the areas of our brain talk to one another. 
communicate with one another. So it's not just a straight shot up and down, but there is a lot of back and forth, top down, bottom up, in every single process, uh, every single action of our day. And, you know, you're, as an adult, not consciously aware of this. So if we, as an adult, are, are not consciously aware of this, then definitely our children are not. And everything that our children are experiencing, especially those children zero to two, really only have the capacity to access the protection area of their brain and then the emotional layers of the brain. They really do not yet have access to the cortex. The cortex is there, but as far as they have access to the the, the very high-level um, executive functioning skills that we would expect an older child to have, a, a two-year-old does not. And I really like the way that the chapter is laid out. I would imagine that most of the book follows suit. At the end of a paragraph or a section, they have um, a highlighted area that says the bottom line. And I'll just read a couple of the bottom lines here for us because I, I think there are good little summary sentences and can often help us, um, you know, think about something a little bit differently when we're working with our children. So one of the bottom lines says, in parenting terms, early brain development lays the groundwork for self-regulation and personal security helping to build a healthy parenting brain. So what they're saying is that the beginning of our brain development as young children is the beginning of our ability to act like an adult in the future and to feel safe in the future so that when we do have access to that cognitive um, prefrontal cortex and all of our executive functioning skills, that that flows for us well and then sets us up to be good parents in the future. So all of this work that we're doing with our little ones now, of course, is to help set them up to be independent. It's not like one day they just wake up and now they're 18 and now they're going out the door um, to college. There are so many things that we can do to set them up for success, not pave their path for them, but shine the light on the path for our children. And that's going to start early on, early in that development, that this is why we can't spoil a child, a child spoil a baby, because the babies need to depend on us. They need to know that we're always going to be there for them. And then little bit by little bit, as they get older and as they develop better self-regulation through positive experiences, they will not need to rely on us as much. So if your young baby or even your toddler seems to be extra needy and you're fearful of causing them to be spoiled, actually, they're saying that they need you now. Their perception is that they need you now. They are still in this development process with their self-regulation and they are looking to co-regulate with you. They are looking to use those mirror neurons. They are looking to um, 
have you help them with the release of all those neurochemicals. Um, we need to watch and see what our children are saying with their bodies because if they're not able to regulate themselves, they need your support. And that's not going to spoil them. In fact, that is going to set them up for success for the future. So that in the future, they will develop in time positive self-regulation capabilities. And it goes a lot into different neurochemicals that we have in our brain. And it's so interesting. Uh, I talk a lot about the sensory system. And one of the senses that I feel we have, uh, interoception, another one, intuition. And this, um, the, this particular chapter talks a lot about that, how in the insula, that's where we are making these social decision-making um, and it, it aligns so well with what I have read about the senses of interoception and intuition and interpersonal sense and that that area of the brain is the insula. And it's not that somebody isn't developing their insula well enough in the sense that that part of the brain isn't as active, but the pathway to it. As an example, um, I can know that a location in my town exists. Let's say the school. The school exists in my town, but if there's no direct path to the school, it's going to be very challenging for me and my children to get there. So something can exist. The insula in our children's brain can exist. But what is that pathway like to get there, how reliable, how efficient is that pathway? And so we are in the business as parents, as therapy providers, as um, aunts and uncles, as community members, we are in the business of helping the children that we are involved with to, to create pathways. And then if the environment is such and the pathway exists, they will be able to access it to get to the destination and to develop their abilities for the, the higher level of cognitive capacities that we have as human beings. The chapter goes on to talk about attunement and mirror neurons. And that's such an interesting thing, but it kind of goes in line with the thought of children um, don't necessarily do as as you say, but they do as you do, right? They're always modeling your behavior. And why is that? Because our brains are wired as such. Um, the chapter continues to kind of talk more about the connection horizontally through our brain, as well as um, vertically, how our brain is connected by something called the corpus callosum, which is this, this bridge to, to link the right and the left sides of our brains together. But then there's multiple bridges to, to link our lower levels of the brain to the mid-level with the emotion, to the higher level with the executive functioning and all of the discrimination that we can do. From our muscle strength to ability to discriminate different sounds, 
um, different senses, different smells. Um, it continues to talk about us as parents. You know, we also have to recognize that our brains are in progress. Yes, we are older, but we are still learning. We never stop learning. And so one of the bottom lines here on page 46 talks about in parenting terms, the anterior cingulate bridge helps you, the parent, feel and deal to stay connected to your feelings and your child's feelings and to think at the same time. In other words, to be the adult in the room. So how often do we just react and yell um, without any consideration to our child's feelings? In fact, thinking that maybe what doesn't matter. <laughs> so what that the child is feeling sad about this? They have to listen anyway. And then that um, sets up this power dynamic for us. And we just end up creating a lot of resistance. Whereas really that yelling um, probably didn't need to happen that we can still provide some structure, some boundaries uh, to our child and to our child's behavior without having to react and to also be empathetic to how our child feels. That doesn't mean to give in to whatever they're doing. I think in the book here, we're going to get into more examples, um, but to, to understand that to create this calm and alert space for our children to have access to their thinking brain, we also need to be calm and alert. And the chapter continues to describe more about this uh, self as a parent, this monitoring of our thoughts and actions and behaviors and constantly thinking about, um, you know, are we being effective or are we losing uh, um, the connection with our child? And that's what this, you know, spark, sparkler parents is all about, creating those connections with our children. And since our children, particularly our young children, are very much controlled by that bottom-up approach, being very mindful of how different sensory experiences are very impactful for them. So as an adult, you may not be bothered by the smell or the taste or the texture of certain things to the point where you can't function. But as a child, those things are super important. Those things are being perceived as not safe. And then they're going into that fight, flight, or freeze because they're trying to protect themselves because they do not yet have a mature prefrontal cortex to help us really understand from a cognitive perspective. Now, of course, we can teach this, but we are only going to be able to teach this and have them grow their window of tolerance when they're in this calm and alert state. Not when they're having a tantrum or a meltdown, but trying to find that, that just right balance to help our children learn, to help our children feel safe to explore, uh, safe and social. Dr. Porges, I know he's referenced in this chapter quite a lot. Safe and social is where we play. Safe and social is where we learn, and we can't force a child to be social. They will be social when they feel safe, when they perceive safety. So it is this very, especially for our children, a very bottom-up approach. And then at the same time, especially as they grow older, we can talk about um, the top-down. So 
Um, that summary has taken us to about page 56. I'm going to stop here today and uh, post some questions in the Facebook group. So if you haven't um, seen, you can join me on Instagram at Sweet Pea Pediatric Wellness or on Facebook in a private Facebook group called Sparkler Parents Podcast. And I'm going to open up some questions in there and hopefully we'll get the discussion that I'm yearning for in that Facebook group. So uh, thanks so much for listening and um, I hope you can access this book and I'd love to hear your thoughts. And like I said, I'll post a couple of questions in the Facebook group. I'm going to have also some meditations that will accompany this book in season three. So go ahead and look at those as well.